Shalom to all. Today's daf is Yerushalmi Brachas Daf Lamid. We are starting the third line, the third word on the line. And in the Vilna Surah Sadaf, it's Daf Chaf Amud Aleph, 23 lines up from the bottom, the last word on the line. And today's daf is sponsored by Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam, Sarabas, Rabbi her Neshama Shadavan Aliyah. And the Gemara was talking about Tamidah Chachamim being taken from this world. So we continue with that Dalma. There's a story, Rabbi Chia Bar Abba Vichabarase, Rabbi Chia Bar Abba and his colleagues, Vizdamar, and some say it was Rabbi Yesi Bar Abchalafta Vichabarase, and Vizdamar, and some say Rabbi Akiva Vichabarase, Havu Yasin, they were sitting, Laai Bar so learning Torah underneath a certain fig tree. The owner of the fig tree would get up early, and pick the figs from it every single day. Now, I mean, they said to themselves, perhaps he suspects us that we're going to steal his figs, and that's why he comes early every day to quote-unquote pick his figs. He really just wants to make sure that we're not stealing them. Let's switch our place. So the next day, the owner of the fig tree came to them. He told them, my masters, even this one mitzvah that you were accustomed to doing with me, you're going to hold it back for me? I want you to sit under my fig tree and learn Torah. So Amrin Leh, they told him, Amrin, and we told ourselves, perhaps you suspect us of stealing your figs and that's why you're coming early in the morning. So he decided to teach them why he was getting up early. But Zafra, the next morning, Asi, he came, and he told them or showed them why he was coming early. And that day, he didn't pick his figs. The sun started shining on them, and his figs became wormy. And they realized that the reason why he was getting up early to pick figs is because figs ripen at different times. So he had to make sure that he was there every single day early in the morning to pick the figs that had already ripened because if they stayed on the tree for too long, they'd become wormy. Now, Ba'isa Shah, at that time, Amru, they said, The owner of the fig tree, he knows when each fig needs to be picked. Ba'isa liked it and then he picks it. Hashem knows of the time that Tzadik will salkan min to take him out of the world. So he takes that Tzadik out of the world. And according to this, the reason why a tzaddik might be removed from the world is because Hashem doesn't want him to rot, turn moldy, or turn bad later on. So he takes him while he's still in his prime. And now a number of stories about Amiran passing away young. When Rabban Bar passed away, all Rabzeir got up and said the following hasbit about him. The Pasuk tells us, literally translated, this means, sweet is the sleep of the worker. Now the continuation of the Pasuk is, whether it's a lot or a little, he's going to eat. So Rabzeir said as follows, Yashin Ink Sivkan. It doesn't say anything about sleeping at the end of the Pasuk. All it says is a little bit or a lot he's going to eat. So we can understand this Pasuk not to be talking about sleep, but to be talking about eating. And eating is a mashal for learning Torah. What was Rabun Barabchia compared to? A king hired many workers. There was one worker. And he gained a lot in his work. Perhaps the proper girsa is Miskasher Bimalachtai. He was a big Balkishan in his work. He worked very hard, much harder than the others. What did the king do? Natala, he took him. And he was walking around with him on the long paths and the short paths. When it came evening, all the other workers came to get their pay. And the king paid this worker whom he was walking around with the whole day, he paid him his entire wages along with all the other workers. The other workers were complaining and saying, We worked the entire day. This one only worked for two hours. And you paid him his full wages, just like us. We worked the whole day. It's not fair. So the king told them, This fellow worked for two hours. More than you guys didn't work the entire day. So to Rav Bun toiled in Torah for 28 years. Something that a Talmud Vatik, a good solid Talmud, wouldn't be able to learn even in a hundred years. And another story. When Rav Simon Barzvid died, all Rav Lai of Iftar Aloy, Rav Lai, Got 
up and he said the following about him. There's four basic things that are used in the world, and that's silver, gold, iron, and copper. However, with all these, if they're lost, we can find something to replace it. The Pasuk tells us, There is a source for silver, and there's a place where gold is refined, iron is taken from the ground, and copper is smelted from stone. All these, if they're lost, so there's a place to get more of it. Who's going to bring us an exchange for him? Who's going to bring us a replacement for him? And the Pasuk says, Where is it found? Where is the place of Bina? It's hidden from the eyes of everyone. He said something else about Rebsimon. With the brothers of Yosef, when they found something, their hearts went out. The Pasuk says, Their hearts went out. This is referring to when Yosef returned the money to their sacks. They opened up their sacks later on. They found the money there. And even though usually finding money is a good thing, they realize that this might spell doom for the future. So they're very worried about this. We lost Rebsimon. For sure we should have this feeling in our hearts because we lost him now and for the future. He's not here anymore. Another story. When Rebbe Barsisi died, the father of Shmuel got up and he said about him the following. The Pasuk at the end of Kehela says, the sum of it all, when everything has been considered, a person should fear Hashem, and he shall keep his mitzvahs. What was Levi Ben-Sisi compared to? To a king who had a vineyard, there was a hundred vines in it, and these hundred grapevines would produce every single year a hundred barrels of wine. And then what happened? Some of the vines got destroyed, there was only fifty vines left, but they still produced a hundred barrels of wine. Then Amad al-Arbaim, Amad al-Shloshim, Amad al-Esrim, Amad al-Eser, Vines continued getting destroyed. There was only 40 left, 30, 20, then 10. Amar al-Echad, there was only one vine left. However, that one vine still produced 100 barrels of wine. This vine was as beloved to the king as the entire vineyard was, because it produced as much as the whole vineyard. So to have Levi Barsisi, he's beloved to Hashem, equivalent to all people. And that's what it says at the end of this Pasuk, What does that mean? This one is equivalent to all people. I think Mark continues. Kahana, meaning Rav Kahana, he was very young when he came up to here. Now, the reason why I call him Kahana and not Rav Kahana is because he was very young. I think Mark is telling us that he was very young when he went from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael. Now, the background of this story is very interesting. It's quite lengthy, and we're only going to quote the relevant part. The Gemara in Baba Kama, Zayin, brings the whole story. So, Rav Kahana came up to Eretz Yisrael from Bavel when he was very young. He went to the base Medjish when Rabbi was giving Shir, and he asked, a number of very incisive questions. Now, Rabbi Yechon wanted to see who the questioner was, so he lifted his eyes, but only he saw Rav Kahana's mouth. Now, Rav Kahana had an injury which disfigured his mouth, and it looked like he was smiling. And Rabbi Yechon thought this young Talmud was laughing at him. He got upset, and because of that, Rav Kahana died, and they buried him that day. Now, the next day, Rav Yechon commented to the Talmudim in Beis Medrash, Did you see how that Babylonian was laughing at me yesterday? So they explained to Rabbi Yechon that his mouth was disfigured and he wasn't making fun of him. So Rabbi Yechon got up, went to the Beis Akfars, and revived Rav Kahana, and he apologized had he known the Rav Kahana wasn't making fun of him, he never would have gotten angry, and he invited Rav Kahana back to the base Medrash. Now, after this story, Rav Kahana was walking around,
Bezant, Chamsei Chad Bar Pachin, a very lowly individual, Sarav Kahana. Amar Rav Bezant Hap, Amar Lei, this fellow told him, Ma Kala B'Shmaya, what's going on in Shemayim? Because he knew that Rav Kahana died and was brought back to life, so he's trying to make fun of him. He was mocking him. And Rav Kahana still had that young, fiery blood in him, and he didn't control himself. He didn't just keep quiet. Amar Lei, he responded back to the fellow, Gzar Dine Dahu Gavro Michtam. The Gzar Din of that fellow was signed, meaning he was telling that fellow that his Gzar Din in Shemayim that he's going to die has been signed. Now, that wasn't really true. The fellow didn't have a Gzar Din on him that he was going to die, but Rav Kahana retorted with this sharp line back to him. But Vachain Havaslei, that's what happened. Umis and the fellow died. And the Mepharshim explained that the reason why the fellow died is because of Kishkaga Hayatzim Lefnei Ashalit. Just like if a ruler lets something slip, that can be considered an order which will be carried out, even though he just let it slip out of his mouth. So to over here, when a Talmud Chacham says something, even if it just slips out of his mouth and he didn't intend it, Shemayim very well might act on it like they did over here. And something similar happened right afterwards. Pagabe Chamsechad Charon, another guy encountered him and saw Rav Kahana. Amrleh, he also told Rav Kahana, Makal Bishmaya, what's going on in Shemayim? Also making fun of Rav Kahana. Amrleh, he told him, the Gzardin of that fellow has been sealed, meaning your Gzardin has been sealed that you're going to die. And Mekain Havaslei, that's what happened to the fellow, he died. Now, Amr of Kana said to himself, Maslikas, why did I come up to Eretz Yisrael? Mizki, because I want to be Zaycha in Tyra and in Mitzvahs. Vana Echti, but I sinned. Maslikas, Lemiktalei Bnei Eretz Yisrael, I came up to kill people of Eretz Yisrael. Nezel Venechos Limin Hundes Likas, I'm just going to go down back to the place where I came up from. I'm going to go back to Bavel. So also like a Rabbi Yechanan, Rav Kana went to Rabbi Yechanan, he asked Rabbi Yechanan the following question. Barnash, a person, the Ime Mavasrele, that his mother makes fun of him. She degrades him. Ve'itse Davui Mukrele. However, the wife of his father, meaning his stepmother, gives him a lot of honor. Lahan Yezole, to whose house should he go to? So Amalei Rav Yechanan told him, Yezolahan de Mukrele, he should go to the place where they give him honor. Now over here, Avkahan was hinting that Eretz Yisrael is considered the mother, but the mother is making fun of him, meaning all the people in Eretz Yisrael are making fun of him and they're not treating him properly. And Bavel is the stepmother, and they treat him very well. They give him a lot of honor. So he took Rav Yechanan's answer as his cue to go back to Bavel. Rav Kahana went back to the place where he came from. He went back to Bavel. So they went and they told Rav Kahana went back to Bavel. Amar, he said, What, he went without asking me Rashos? Amar, they said, That which he told you yesterday, he have an atil day. That was him asking Rashos. And another story about people of Eretz Yisrael pulling pranks that didn't end off so well for them. When Rav Zeir came here, meaning when he went from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael, Azal Akizdam, he went to do Akazaz Hadam, he bloodlight, Azal Bai Mizbon Chadal Litra de Kupad Mintavcha. So he went to go buy a litra of meat from the butcher. Eating meat is good after bloodletting, so he wanted to buy some meat. Amrle, he asked the butcher, Bekam Hodin Litrasa, how much is this litra of meat? Amrle, the fellow told him, Bekam Shin Manai, Vachad Kursam. It costs 50 dinar and one strike, one lash. I'm going to hit you once. I'm going to smack you upside the head once, and then I'll give it to you. Now the butcher was really just joking around with him, but he took it seriously. So Amrle, Rabbi Zeir told him, Savlach Shitin, Take 60, just don't smack me. However, he didn't accept it. So Abzair told him, Take 70. But he didn't accept it. Take 80. Take 90. Until he got to the price of 100. Double the price of the meat. But still, the butcher didn't accept it from him. He said, Fine. Do like your minig. He gave him the 50 dinner. He let the butcher smack him upside the head. And then he took his meat home. Now, Barumsha, in the evening, he went to the base medjash. He told the Rabbanon there, what a terrible minute you have here. That a person can't eat a bit of meat without getting beaten up? Amrlein, they told him, Who does this? Amrlein, he told them, That butcher. So Shalchan, they sent for the butcher. They wanted to bring him and see what was going on over here. They saw that his Aaron was leaving his house. This fellow had already died, seemingly because of the Akpada Reb Zera. Now Amrlein, 
they asked Reb Zera, Rebbe, call Hachin, so much so, you really had such a great hakpad on him? Amar, he said, V'yesi alai, it should come on me. This is the Lashon of Shvuah. The loy kasis alai, I did not get upset at him. Misa avers demin hagakain, I thought that this was actually the minig in the town, so I didn't get upset at him. It's a strange minig to get beaten up to buy meat, but I thought it was the minig, so I didn't even get upset at him. But nonetheless, we see that such late sanas caused this fellow to die. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up with another similar story. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.